Welcome to 15 Minute Freelancer, your snack-sized guide to being your own boss and building a business and life you love. I'm your host, Louise Shanahan. My LinkedIn bio says I'm a freelance health copywriter, but for the next 15 minutes, I'll be tickling your ears with practical strategies, behind-the-scenes stories, and nuggets of wisdom so you can create a freelance business that works for you. Whether you're just starting out or you've been self-employed for a while, I'll be right here with you to help you navigate the ups and downs of freelancing life. So grab a coffee, relax, and join me for 15 minutes of freelancing fun. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Hello and welcome to another episode of 15 Minute Freelancer. Today I'm very excited to welcome Dave Smythe, who some of you may know as the founder of WorkNotes, which is a brilliant independent freelance community. Dave is also a freelance ethical web designer through his company Scruples. He's the brains behind the Notice 5 Pixels campaign, founder of the Below Radar community on Discord for freelancers and small business owners who want to reduce their reliance on Facebook, Google and the like, and many, many other projects I'm sure we'll get to in a moment. Dave, I don't know how you fit it all in. (laughs) Would it be accurate to describe you as a bit of a digital ethics activist? Maybe, maybe an inadvertent activist, possibly. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I think a lot of us have a bit of a love-hate relationship with big tech. On one hand, that's what allows us to create and build our freelance businesses and find clients and connect with other freelancers all over the world. But on the other hand, it seems like every day we're hearing another story about the harm that they're causing. Um, And as we were just talking about before we started pressing record, I think a lot of people are thinking, oh, I'd quite like to move away from some of these tools, but I'm not quite sure how to do that. So perhaps that's somewhere where we could start. What exactly are we talking about when we talk about building a freelance business without big tech? What are we trying to avoid? And is it really possible if our businesses are very online? <laughs> yeah, I think the first thing to, to think about is that it's not it's not necessarily that you're going to go cold turkey on this. And not everything is 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 going to be about just turning it off the next day and just hoping for the best Mm -hmm. i think there are lots of like small positive steps that people can take it's also about like thinking about what you're using these platforms for why you feel uncomfortable about them and and possibly like like reducing reliance on them people don't feel comfortable about using these platforms for lots of reasons like they might have ethical concerns there might be an ethical conflict but there are other things like if we don't own our homes on the internet we're we're vulnerable to the changes that these bigger companies make like what happens if we get to like 100,000 followers on Instagram or something and then the account is unilaterally suspended and there's no way to to get in touch with Instagram support or something or what happens if the algorithm changes or there's a story I reference quite a lot about a guy who built a company around uh, affiliate sales on Amazon one day he got an email to say that Amazon were like doubling their cuts and you know that that obviously had a huge impact on that company's bottom line mm-hmm. so there, there are lots of ways that being reliant on these companies can introduce like different vulnerabilities to our businesses it's just about like thinking about what we don't feel comfortable about and then thinking through some like alternative like business practices or, or things that don't rely on these companies quite so much. So this might feel a little bit overwhelming to some people. Like if I think about my own business, 
I'm using Google Workspace, Dropbox, Trello, MailChimp. I've got my website, though I did switch from Google Analytics to Fathom Analytics, which I know is a more privacy focused one. And then eventually I realized I don't actually look at the analytics. So I ended up getting rid of that too. So like you say, I think it's kind of thinking about what you actually need and which of these tools you need. But for those of us who are on board with the idea of digital ethics, but are maybe still using a set of tech tools that we've gathered over the years that we now need to kind of sort through, the thought of switching all of these feels a bit daunting. And some of these apps are maybe okay, some I'm not sure about. So Mm. where would be a good place to start if we're looking for alternatives? What would be some quick wins? So um, analytics is a really good example. Another part of this is like reframing the metrics that we we value and we collect and like thinking about the data we collect and why we collect it and so it might be that like analytics aren't that important like if we never check them why do we collect that data Mm -hmm. but in terms of like specific examples a good place to start are things like email like instead of using like gmail fastmail is an incredible privacy focused uh, provider Um, there's also hey which is quite new it's quite opinionated so that wouldn't be appropriate for everybody. In terms of newsletters, it might be a good approach to build newsletters as a way of retargeting customers instead of necessarily using behavioral ads. For Google documents, there are things like Whimsical. There's a new provider called Skiff. There are lots and lots of alternatives out there. And in a way, this is what Below Radar is trying to do, is like help, help people like find these different resources and find some of these like quick wins and things to switch to. I think you just have to be realistic as, as well. And there's no getting around that it's work to switch from some of these things, and particularly if it's something that your whole business is running around. So just take it one step at a time. Think about what the practical steps you can take are and and maybe think about like longer term goals. Yeah, yeah. Just doing our best, really. Yeah, yeah. So as you've learned more about this and kind of delve deeper into the world of digital ethics and privacy and surveillance capitalism, it sounds like the direction of your business has changed quite a bit. So can you maybe tell us a little bit about how that's happened and how the way you run your business has changed? I got interested in the privacy side by accident, actually. I think the first thing I heard about was the email service Superhuman and how that like tracked Um, users locations and things when they read emails and that really sort of like pricked my ears to some of the sort of real world concerns about these things Mm -hmm. I guess in terms of my own business and scruples it it kind of started with advising clients about alternatives to some of the things that they'd heard about because it's not it's not our client's job to like know the latest privacy focused like version of something Mm -hmm. and I'm in quite a privileged position to guide clients and, and say hey, instead of using Google Analytics, which everybody uses and you've heard about, why don't we consider using X, Y, or Z? Because it might mean you don't need to display a cookie bar or it might mean you actually pick up more of the traffic or mm-hmm. um, and to highlight the business case for, for these things as well. Because often, often there's like a business benefit in following some of these practices. And I notice on your website, you have an ethics statement, which I find really interesting. And I wonder if that has had an impact on the clients that you work with. So our ethical statement talks about some of the things that we will and won't do. So like we won't use like dark patterns. We don't use Facebook, WhatsApp or Instagram for like any part of our business. Mm-hmm. We've taken the Ethical Moves Pledge, which is a group that have set out a range of principles uh, for like marketing and, and business and things. There are some sector exclusions as well, that the areas that we don't want to work with. I guess it's going to be like a client filter, like one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we also have a page of the, where we talk about 
clients that we would particularly like to work with as well. I guess we're trying not to be like too <laughs> negative on everything. And can anybody sign up to the ethics pledge? Yeah, that's something that anybody can join and it doesn't cost anything. It's more about saying that you like align with those values and you sort of commit to working in that kind of way. Okay. Can you tell us a bit more about some of the other projects that you're working on at the moment? Yes. So about a month or two ago, I launched Below Radar, which is a community for freelancers and small business owners who want to reduce their reliance on Facebook, Google, or or techniques that fuel surveillance capitalism. Mm -hmm. And there's been a really interesting response to that. I I think a lot of people feel like they're relying on these companies in a way that they wish they weren't mm-hmm. it's not really to be like super absolutist about stuff and say like absolutely shouldn't be doing anything but to be practical about what people can do and and thinking and helping each other build businesses that don't rely so much on 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 these companies and, and techniques um i think it's absolutely possible to build businesses that are intentional about their use of these companies if if they use them at all rather than being completely dependent on them yeah because there are always going to be issues with every company that we use to some degree, aren't there? Whether yeah. we're looking at, you know, their environmental record or their tax record or, you know, their workforce conditions and all of that, it's quite difficult to be very strict and have the highest standards of ethics across the board, isn't it? So we have to kind of prioritise, don't we? Yeah, of course. And this this was something we felt when we were writing the ethical statement at Scruples, something I felt was a sort of pressure about writing something like that was it would be very easy to miss something and so we've, we've written in that ethical statement that it's a work in progress and mm-hmm. that's true we're, we're just trying to like work through the things that are important to us and and that we're trying to build our business around <laughs> you're right like no no com- no company is like absolutely perfect <laughs> i guess it's about trying to work with companies and work in a way that 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 matches your matches your values because so so much of this stuff happens under the surface and some of it's quite technical and things so it's part of it's like raising awareness about it as well and on the topic of raising awareness can you tell us a bit about the notice by pixels campaign uh, yes so notice by pixels is a um, it's a website to raise awareness about uh, tracking pixels in in emails so lots of people don't realize many of the emails we receive they track our location time of opening and and day of opening like every time we open uh, an email from from a sender and this happens even if we unsubscribe so if we go back to an email we've read and we've previously unsubscribed to that list uh, that data will be reported back mm-hmm. that means that companies are building logs of like where people have been, how often they open emails and things. And I think in our spheres of like marketing and tech and things, lots of people have mailing lists. So they're aware of this. But if you talk to somebody who doesn't work in tech or marketing Mm -hmm. and and tell them that their location is often reported when they receive a newsletter or, or like a blast from a retailer or something, they're really shocked. So Notice by Pixels is a campaign to to raise awareness about it and to help people take action as well. And and part of that is asking companies to remove the pixels because often they're included in like really mundane stuff where they don't need to know if you've Mm -hmm. read an email or not. One one of the banks I use, they they were including it in a statement. There's absolutely no reason for them to to, to be including that. And, And actually they ended up removing the pixels from those emails. Um, so that's the the campaign in a, in a nutshell. It's useful for us to know about these things so we can check if we if we are collecting that information and do we need it and if not 
we can make a decision then to to opt out of it. Yeah, and it, one last point on this, by the way, is that in iOS uh, 15, Apple uh, introduced something called mail privacy protection, I think. And that and that that will have like an even greater effect on the misreporting of open rates and things. So I, th- I, I think I read in, a, in an industry blog that they think that it might increase the misreporting of these by like 30 or 40% for like every newsletter list. So through actions like that from Apple, I, th- I think like the days of relying on like open rates and things are numbered um, because at some point the data is useless. But yeah, it's a big and uh, interesting topic uh, to me at least. Yeah, I think we could have a whole episode on that alone, couldn't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So as if you haven't been busy enough with all of that, you've also recently teamed up with Andra Zaharia on a, a new podcast called Cyber Empathy. Is that right? Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so so this is a new project. It's kind of Andra's thing, and she's and she's um, kindly invited me to to co-host. Mm-hmm. So um, the first season has just come out, which is that's mainly her interviewing uh, different different people. We'll be recording some new episodes for the for the new year. But that that podcast is it's really trying to look at like the empathy side of like cybersecurity, but also tech and some of the issues like why there sometimes isn't that much empathy and like how we can help people um, understand things and it's it's early days but i'm excited to be involved Mm, well that's another one for us to add to our list then (laughs) are there any other resources or book recommendations for people who want to find out more because i'm conscious that there's so much to dig into here and we can only really scratch the surface in 15 minutes (laughs) yeah so um so a book i recommend all the time that wouldn't seem to be related um is digital minimalism by cal newport Mm -hmm. In there, he recommends taking a break from social media for like 30 days. Basically, don't tell anybody. Take a break for 30 days. Come back, see if anybody notices. And when you come back, like introduce social media in a really intentional way. So um, I think what's interesting about that from um, the point of view of what we've been talking about is that that might highlight like how important social media is or is not to a business. So I I think that's a really interesting book to read. Um, It's about digital minimalism, but I think there are a lot of things to possibly like bring bring across. A couple of other books I'd recommend are There's An Ugly Truth, which is about the sort of behind the scenes of what, what's been going on at Facebook over the past like few years, which is written by a couple of uh, New York Times uh, writers. And a book I just read that might have the best cover um, ever is um, Subprime Attention Crisis by, um, I think it's by Tim Huang. And that's talking about um, some of the issues with like behavioral ads and particularly like how the data may not be what it seems and how we're, we're, we're sold this idea that behavioral ads and targeted ads are much better at like targeting certain groups or being like hyper-focused on, on the audience that we want and how that might be flawed. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. Thank you so much. That feels like a good place to wrap up for now, I think. Thank you so much, Dave. This has really given me, and I'm sure it will have given our listeners uh, plenty of food for thought. Really appreciate your practical and positive approach to this as well, because I think a lot of times, you know, we kind of know that there are all these problems with different companies, but it's hard to know where to start. If people want to find out more about what you're up to and your work and your activities in this area, where should they go and find you? Probably the best places um, are my website, which is davesmythe.com or the Below Radar uh, community, which is at belowradar.co.uk. Um, I'm also on Twitter, but but those those two places are, are probably the best place to start. 
Okay, that sounds good. Thank you. We'll put the links to those in the show notes. Thanks so much. All right, that's us for this week. Thank you very much to Dave and thank you to everyone who's listening. We will see you next time. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to 15 Minute Freelancer with me, Louise Shanahan, freelance health copywriter and content marketer at thecopyprescription.com. If you enjoyed this, please hit subscribe, leave a review or share it with a freelance friend. And if you've got a freelancing question you want answered on the podcast, find me and say hi on Twitter, LinkedIn or Instagram. Thanks. And until next time, happy freelancing.